This is Central Indiana Today with your host, Nicole Kendall, on WYRZ. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. Nicole Kendall here and tonight I have the pleasure of speaking with Bill McGregor. Hi Bill, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine, how are you? Great. Now, mm. we're going to talk today about a special mission, a big adventure that you're going to uh, take part in. But first, tell That's us right. a little bit about you. Well, I'm, uh, as you said, my name is Bill McGregor and uh, I live out in Rochdale, Indiana, out in that area. And I've lived here in Indianapolis for um, almost 15 years, and I'm married. I have uh, three three grown children, and I'm a uh, firefighter paramedic with Decatur Township Fire Department in Marion County. Okay, well, we love that. That's great information, and thank you for your service you provide to our community. No, you're That's welcome. so important, and we appreciate that. So, thank you. Now, what is this big adventure you're going to take part in? Well, it's really a, it is a big adventure. Um, I'm going to be going over to Africa and Tanzania to Mount Kilimanjaro, which is the largest freestanding uh, mountain in that part of the world. It's actually a uh, extinct volcano. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be hiking to the summit. That is very admirable to do something like that. Now, have you ever done this before? Are you you a hiker by by nature? Is that a hobby? Is that something you love to do? Or is this just something you want to do because you have a mission this time? Well, I always have a mission when I'm out. But I I am an avid backpacker um, and hiker. Uh, This is going to be the first time I've actually um, hiked up a a mountain that tall. Um, I've accomplished... um, probably 50 to 60 percent of the Appalachian Trail doing section hiking um that's on bucket list to do that um the entire trail through through to the end but yeah I love doing being outdoors and being adventurous like that very good that certainly will help you in this mission to Mm -hmm. climb Mount Kilimanjaro now when did you decide that you wanted to do this well, I actually decided two years ago that I wanted to do it. The organization that I'm doing it through, um, LifeWater International, um, this is the third year that they're holding this expedition uh, to raise money for their cause. Um, but the first two years, you know, my mind just wasn't in, <laughs> just wasn't into it. It was more, sure. um, it was all about me, like completing it was something on my bucket list, and my heart really wasn't into it. So I declined to do it at that time. And then um, after some prayerful consideration and just talking over my wife some more um, and a fellow that's got me involved with it, um, I decided that this year would be the year to be able to do it. Great. And we're going to talk a little bit more in a few moments about why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Now, when is the trip? Uh, The trip's going to be, I actually leave Indianapolis International Airport on June 19th. Okay. And I arrive over there on the 21st, long flight over, and then um, starting on the 23rd through the 29th is actually our, actually our hiking time, and then I'll return back on the, the 30th. Okay. Quite a long trip, it sounds oh, like. Yeah. Now, what are you doing to prepare yourself for this? Well, uh, actually, other than uh, getting my equipment together um, physically and not much, not anything out of the ordinary that I would do at the firehouse to stay in shape for my job. Uh, So, you know, a little treadmill action, weightlifting and keep my legs strong and and my back and my, you know, shoulders and stuff strong. So that's 
That's about it. That uh, definitely helps, right? Now, how are you feeling about it? As it's, as the date's getting a little bit closer, we're into the new year. So now you're probably thinking it's real. Well, now yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen this year. So That's how are you right. feeling about it? Yeah, so it's going to happen this year. And I, I'm actually pretty excited for the whole trip. The only thing that I'm nervous about is the traveling to get there and, and then coming home. A little bit nervous about that. But, you know, it's out of my control. Just... Just uh, just take it you know one day at a time. But yeah, I'm very excited about the trip. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Good, you're putting yeah. yourself out there to do big things, <clears throat> oh, right? Yeah, so that's I right. certainly respect that. Now the big question here is, why are you doing this? What made you say this is what I'm going to do? Well, I've got a. Um, involvement with Life Water International for quite a few years. Um, a good friend of mine, Darren Wendell. He actually founded Active Water. Um, he's a co-founder of that. And he's basically was setting out to do the same thing that Life Water International um, is doing. So at some point they realized, oh, well, we're doing the same work in the same area, so let's combine our efforts. <laughs> Makes sense. So Darren now works for them. So uh, Darren has uh, always been on the active side of doing things, which active, which means running and hiking and biking or whatever. Um, so he called me up and, you know, asked me about it. So, uh, instead of, uh, supporting his cause, now I support life water. I mean, the, even in today of 2018, there's still a lot of people that aren't able to, um, provide good, clean, uh, drinking water for themselves to either drink or to use to, uh, care for themselves, um, especially over in Africa, um, where their uh, life water is really centralized in Africa and in, in some places in Asia as well, they um, they help you know help people to provide themselves with clean water. Um, so the people when they when they're over there living a normal life, they the women and the children are usually the ones that gather up the water. Now they have big. Um, you know, five-gallon jugs that they'll carry um, sometimes miles, sometimes hours away from their home. Right. So there's a lot, of, a lot of danger involved in that, especially being over in Africa, a pretty wild country, continent, um, but in their countries where they're at. And, uh, you know, so it, it's quite an effort. So sure. when they get to the water where they're at, to us it's nothing, would be nothing more than, uh, you know, like a pond, which is a watering hole over there. And since there's so many wild creatures and, um, they don't have the efforts to clean water like we do here. You know, the water they're taking is pretty, uh, <coughs> pretty filthy. So they, uh, you know, and then they carry that water back, and that's the water that they're consuming on a daily basis. Um, they're using it to, you know, clean themselves, clean their clothes, dishes, whatever. Sure, their daily um, needs, right? Yeah, their daily needs, and so out of that, you know. They really don't have a way to strain out any bacteria or, um, you know, waterborne um, diseases that are in that. Yeah. And so, you know, so here we are in 2018, and this is still happening. When all we do is turn a faucet on, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we don't realize how We don't realize how good we have it, do we? Yeah. No, so... You know, 2018, this is all still happening, and, you know, we live in luxury here in America and elsewhere in, elsewhere in the world. We just, you know, turn on the faucet, and there's our clean water, filtered, 
strained and treated. Safe, yeah, yeah safe. So safe, you know, very safe water, and they don't. So uh, I partnered with, um, my wife and I partnered with Life Water, and we continue to partner with them, and um, they actually, you know, they don't just go over there and drill a hole in the ground and say, here's your water and, no. and leave. Actually, no. Life Water um, makes sure that, that they have a sustainable water source. They train the people how to maintain the water source, and that, and they also um, teach the people how to uh, do proper hygiene simply as, as simple as, you know, washing their hands. Mm-hmm. And um, so through that, you know, it's, they break down that barrier of uh, a lot of the diseases and, and that. So, you know, it's important. A sustainable water source is what's important. You know, life, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe life water has like a 95% success rate in maintain, keeping and maintaining their water sources that they establish for these communities. Yeah. And where a lot of other organizations, it's only a 60% rate that these uh, they, that you know the wells sustain it sustain right. it yeah. yeah so you know life water is doing a pretty pretty decent job over there um so you know they water hygiene and sanitation right. and so they you know they go into a community and, and um get with the people they first interview everybody find out what their you know what their issues are as far as traveling to get water and most most often it's the same danger and you know long hours away from home and away from their families just to get this water um and then they establish that need and then they actually start training the people how to do proper hygiene uh you know not just washing their hands but they also train them how to clean and dry their dishes properly and how to keep them up off the ground and away from animals um and dust and dirt to help prevent the spread of that and then once they do that, they get the they get the community that they're in involved. They'll build uh, latrines for each of the homes, or te- they don't. Life Water actually does not build it themselves. They okay. teach the people how to do it. Okay. Um, and they build show them the importance of proper sanitation with a latrine um, and how to maintain that. And then they um, will teach. Then they'll go out into the community. Once they've established those that criteria, then they'll come back to the community. Okay, we can probably put a well in for you and, and um, get you some water. And then once you have this water, well, this is what you will need to do as a community. And then, then they have the community come in um, together. They pick people out of the communities, typically the leaders, and they'll say, okay, here, this is your committee, your water committee. Right. And we'll train you how to maintain this well. Um, and how to care for it and what to do with the, the proceeds. Actually, the people in the community have to uh, pay to contribute to have that well there. Okay. So that's how they sustain it by, um, you know, maintaining it. And so, But the money doesn't go into people's pockets. It goes strictly into their their to bucket. The for, for Here's the our water. bucket for the water to sustain our water. Right. Right. Well, that is a really mm-hmm. interesting story of how uh, how that works. It's a oh, yeah. lot more than just climbing this mountain, isn't there? Oh, yeah, <laughs> There's absolutely. a lot to this process, oh, yeah. it sounds like. Well, mm-hmm. it's interesting that you're taking part. So you wanted to get involved because you saw other people getting involved, and yes. you felt very passionate, obviously, by you speaking with me today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel very passionate that this is something that hopefully can be a problem that's somewhat eliminated over there. It is so hard for us to oh, feel yeah, like sure. this still exists, and it certainly does. So I... I'm 
proud of what you're doing, and I think that's a, that's definitely a great thing. Yeah, now, thank you. Um, uh, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit more about the hike itself. Now, okay. um, who are you going to be hiking with? You're obviously not traveling alone. You talked about you had some friends. You, you knew people who had done this before. Who are you traveling with this time? Okay, so my, as I mentioned, my friend uh, Darren Wendell, he... Uh, he works for Life Water, and so he kind of heads up that this expedition. Um, and so, um, basically, it's other supporters of Life Water um, that like to kind of do the same uh, adventurous uh, things as, as I do. And they are um, actually currently there's 20 people that are signed up to do this. Wow! And um, we're all going to meet over there and, and do this trip together. That um, is great to have some camaraderie. It's not oh, you're yeah. not you're not definitely not doing this alone. Oh no. So, uh, as an individual or as a group, what kind of uh, challenges are you expecting to face? Uh, I think 20 people hiking up the side of the mountain. <laughs> That's a challenge it's be enough, a challenge isn't it? <laughs> in itself and you know, I think it's just I think the biggest challenge will be just logistics. So, um, the company the guide company um climb killy that we're um doing this through there's several um guide organizations over there but this is one that they've used in the past climb killy okay so they basically provide all the services um for us we have to of course bring our own clothing and gear for um for that portion of it backpacks and uh, change of clothes because the climate does change as you climb up the mountain um, but they actually provide, um, as part of the fee that they charge, they will be charging me, um, they provide all the food and services. So they they hire people, um, they call them porters, okay. to carry all the additional equipment up, and they set up all the different camps. They cook for us and provide us with um, meals uh, throughout the day um, and, and water. Well, that is fantastic. Because so, oh, yeah. I was going to ask you, what are you going to take? Because when you hike... Uh, I know from very basic experience, I certainly have not experienced the uh, great lengths of hiking as you have, but you really only want to take necessities. I mean, the weight bear, for weight-bearing purposes, you can't take everything when you go hiking. And so I kind of wonder, what what are you going to take? So it's nice that they're pairing you up with an organization that knows how to care for hikers who are on their journey doing this. So uh, it's not going to make the load easy for you, but it's sure. going to help a little bit yeah. along the way. Oh, absolutely. Right? So that is very good to know and you talked a little bit about the weather uh weather can be unpredictable can't it we know that living in central indiana but what kind of weather do you anticipate there so i'm anticipating since it's going to be june and um pretty hot weather at the base of the mountain right um since it's in africa and it's not too far from the equator um tanzania is not too far from there so so what kind of temperatures are we talking about uh, i would imagine at the base it's probably 90 okay 90 degrees normal day and then as you climb up which is kind of i was doing some re- i've never of course i've never been over there i was doing some research on it and you basically go from the african prairie um almost kind of desert like as you're climbing up and as you get up in elevation you actually walk through a, a temperate jungle yeah and then it yeah. changes from there the higher you get so um yeah so probably when we start it's gonna be hot and dry and then when we get to the uh the jungle area i'm anticipating uh rainforest like you know hot but very humid and maybe some um you know a lot of moisture in air maybe some rain um and then as we go through that uh, it's going to start cooling off and 
And then, of course, at the top, it's probably going to be about like it is today, right. you know, below zero. Yeah, so and, you'll see a variety here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a variety of, of weather that you'll, in, that you'll yes. uh, encounter. Now, tell us again, how long will the actual journey take? You were talking a little bit earlier in our, our conversation about uh, it's several days, but so how we, long is the actual hike? All right, so the actual, we start out on the 23rd, and okay. then we come back down, and by the time we're back down, it'll be the, the afternoon of the 29th. Okay. So about six days total. Um, and it's not very far up to the top. The Mount Kilimanjaro to the summit where we're going is about a little over 19,000 feet. Okay. And you're like, and people think, well, well that's not very far to, to hike on a trailer. However, the higher you go in altitude, you have to slow down because you can oh, get altitude yeah. sickness, yeah. lack that of oxygen. pressure on your chest. Sure. Of, yeah, that lack so of oxygen. So you move a lot sure. slower. Um, yeah. You know, the higher up in altitude you get. Sure. That certainly makes sense. Now... Uh, how are you raising money for this event? This is not uh, this. This is not a uh, inexpensive thing for you to take part in. I realize that just the travel alone can sure. be very costly. Um, how are you raising money for the cause, and where is the money going that you're raising? Okay, so the the way I'm raising money for the cause, um, I initially agreed signed a. It wasn't really a contract, but I signed an agreement. Um, that I would raise six thousand dollars, okay, um, which would be the cost of, of putting a well in in a community in Africa. So it was my initial thing, and I decided, well, I might want to do more than that, you know. Sure. So I'm currently um, trying to raise twelve thousand dollars, and the way I've been raising it, um, just reaching out to friends and family. Uh, to, and I've been using social media quite a bit. And that's how you and I got connected, that's right? Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Funny how the world turns. Yes. So, and then a local community here in, um, in Hendricks County, um, McAllister's Deli. I am friends with uh, Mike Miller. Um, he's the regional manager. He manages uh, five, I think, believe five stores here in the Indianapolis area. And I reached out to him initially to. Um, just collect their their five gallon pickle pickle buckets that right. their pickles come in. Yeah, because they just throw them away. And I said, well, I can recycle these and I can raise money. So I I collect pickle buckets from them, and I sell them for two dollars a piece. And all that money goes directly into my into my fund to help you know towards that. And on, in addition to that, um, I've been. Uh, Mike has agreed to allow me to have fundraiser nights at McAllister's. I just had one last night, which worked out great. I think I made um, between three fifty and four hundred dollars. Hey, on that. okay, so, yeah. that's something. That's great. That's right. That's it's better great. than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to be doing that between now and in June okay. uh, each month. Uh, now I had one here in Brownsburg, and then I believe my next one or two might be in probably be in Avon and Plainfield. Well, yeah, you mentioned that you were you lived in Rochdale, but you're kind of looking all over Hendricks County oh, yeah. because this is such a thing. You're, uh, I think you're very passionate about oh, doing, yeah. and so you're really reaching out and trying to find organizations mm-hmm. and people, individuals who would like to back the cause. Now, how can others get involved to help support you? Well, they actually, if somebody feels um, blessed uh, enough to um, want to donate to my cause, I've got a GoFundMe account set up for that. Okay. And in addition, I've 
uh, Life Water set me, set me up with a, a page as well. Great for, for people to um, to sign into and, and donate. And we will give that contact information mm-hmm. on where they can find that in just a few moments. But it also sounds like you're open to having like restaurant nights as well, right? Oh, where yeah. maybe a yes. restaurant would give you a percentage of the proceeds right. if they bring in a flyer. Correct. Or and that's what McAllister's like that. is doing for me. Very yeah. good. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how how well you do. I'm so impressed with your drive for this because when they ask you to just do 6,000, you're saying, wait a minute, I think I can do 12. Sure. So that's very uh, respectable that you are working so hard to make such a big difference. Now, before we give that information, you've been uh, so kind with your time to share your story today. We were talking earlier that it's so hard to believe that even now in 2018 that uh, this problem is still uh, exists in the world. Now, besides that obvious point, what drives you to make a difference in this area? Well, my passion, I think, comes from just my my spiritual life and my trust in uh, you know God. You know, we're called to take care of the poor. We're going to take a quick break, and I'll be back on the air in just a moment with Bill McGregor as we conclude tonight's episode of Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. The new Plainfield UPS is now hiring part-time package handlers for three different shifts, morning, evening, and late night. A weekly retention bonus, pension, benefits, and college tuition reimbursements are available for part-time UPS employees. More information on available positions, online applications, and scheduling an interview can be found at www.upsjobs.com. If you don't mind to uh, give us your contact information, Bill, maybe you have a Facebook page or a website you'd like to share where others who are listening tonight can, uh, if they want to reach out to you and support your cause, they may do so. Sure. Um, If they would like to support my cause, uh, as I mentioned, I've got uh, two web pages. Now, the first one is through the GoFundMe, which I believe everybody's familiar familiar with, but it's GoFundMe.com backslash climb bill climb all one word <laughs> and then on uh life water um, they have a page for me as well and it's give dot life dot org backslash climb bill climb i like that it's pretty simple right that's what we want you to do it's climb bill climb that is wonderful (laughs) bill mcgregor rochdale resident making a huge difference by taking part in a trip to uh climb mount kilimanjaro for the sake of bringing clean water to people in africa bill thank you so much for what you're doing and for your time and being on central indiana today on wyrz You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Nicole Kendall, on WYRZ.